Hey there, I'm back. This is the series finale of um, Pose. Now, I don't know if I'm going to finish it all in this one part of this podcast, but if I don't, it'll be a part two. And let me just say this. Um, I, I Again, I'm really, really disappointed that, you know, uh, you know, saddened that Pose is gone, but it left its mark. You know, I don't think it was ever intended to go any further than the 90s. Um, I think life in the 2000s and the way things are to this, in the present day is, you know, it, it's a very different scene. You know, this this show is heavily focused on the ballroom scene. And although ballroom still goes on today, it's very different than it is uh, than it was back in the 80s and the 90s. It also focuses a lot on the life of individuals that are part of the LGBTQIA community. And the characters on here, all of them are either gay, lesbian, uh, trans, or bisexuals on here. So we we get the opportunity to look at the treatment of we get a chance to look at the treatment of those individuals. Um, that are, you know, uh, um, define themselves, you know, differently from just being or define or who look who view themselves um, as, you know, individuals representative of the LGBTQIA community. Okay, and so um, with that being said, some of the things that we have to address is the issue of AIDS and HIV positive individuals and the treatment and the disproportionate number of uh, Latino and Black people who have succumbed to this disease versus um, people who are Caucasian, okay, if you will. And that's, that's very important to remember. This whole, the entire series, you know, that is a reoccurring theme is dealing with, you know, uh, um, finding out that you're HIV positive, doing preventative measures regarding that, um, how the hospitals have treated people. So it's, uh, you know, it, it really gave you a graphic look into that world, okay? So we see Blanca, she is a, she's in nursing school, but she's working still as a nurse's aide, and she has a patient who, at this point, he's got, um, it seems like he's in his, I don't know, look like he's in his last stages. T-cell count is down really low. He's experiencing thrush, uh, which is this a lot of um, discoloration and thickness of the tongue, and it's very painful. Um, he has lesions and all of that. Um, he's in the hospital. He is extremely sick, and he doesn't want to die, you know, but there's really not a lot of options for him, at least so he thinks. And we find out later on that, you know, he... You know, I don't know how much time it passed. I don't know how many weeks or if it was months, but whatever the case may be, when Blanca sees the same patient again, he, she, first of all, she was reintroducing herself. She didn't even know that was the same person. And she, you know, it was him. He looked a lot better. He didn't have that thrush on his tongue. He looked like, a, you know, a much healthier person. And it was all because he had got placed into this clinical trial. So it was a cocktail. And, and Blanca was familiar with this cocktail. But 
I think, you know, the process of getting to this clinical trial and all of that, she wasn't as familiar with, and it wasn't presented to any of the other people of color patients. So he's telling all about it. You can see the results and everything. He, so Blanca, you know, tells her boyfriend about this clinical trial and how, you know, she really feels that Praetel should be a part of it. Meanwhile, Praetel had been at the hospital. He's suffering with um, pneumonia. And, uh, you know, he already had the blindness in one eye. Now he's had pneumonia. His immune system isn't strong enough to handle uh, or to fight off, you know, the, um, you know, to fight this pneumonia. So he's really going through it. He's, he's seemingly going through his last stages. And when, you know, um, Blanca, eventually she you know, like I said, she talked to nurse uh, Sandra Barnhart's character. She's the nurse and her boyfriend. They go and they have a conversation with, I don't know if this is the chief of uh, whatever this, whoever this head person is. I don't know if her position is chief of nursing or she's chief surgeon or whatever. But she first, she was like, oh, I can't give you the information about how many people's in the trial. I can't tell you what percentage is black or Latin or whatever, you know, and uh, Blanca's boyfriend was like, oh, don't worry about it. I know it's 80 and only two of the 80 participants are black or uh, people of color, uh, people of color. And so they made it very clear. They being Sandra Bernhardt's character, Blanca, and the boyfriend who's a doctor, Blanca's boyfriend made it clear, like, you know what, if we put this out here, we could make this a really a public scandal for this hospital if you're not going to allow other patients to be part of this clinical trial. We can make it really bad for you. And and PR is bad. PR is not what you want. You really don't want that. So they were able to get the trial, get both Praytail and Blanca into the trial. Now Blanca wasn't even thinking about herself. But her boyfriend was like, oh, no, you we need to make sure that you get the opportunity to, you know, even though you're doing well, we just want to make sure, try to ensure that and all that good stuff. Um, like I said, Praetel is in the hospital and he is, you know, like I said, he wants to live as well, but he also believes that the end is coming near. So he, you know, is working on his quilt and everything, trying to bling it out and all that, you know, he's seems to come like he seems like he's he's preparing himself. He told Blanca, my will is with my aunt and she knows, you know, to contact you when the end is here and all that. Well, when Praytel finds out about this clinical trial, he got a little more energy, a little new lease on life. And he goes ahead, signs up for it. He gets better. Blanca was already doing well. Now, I remember last season she was she spent half the season. She was couldn't hardly even walk. But now she's doing better. Praytel is doing great and um, he's improving and all of that. He has a conversation with Ricky later on. You know, he's out and about wearing his colorful outfits and y'all know how Praytel does it. And he's talking with Ricky. Ricky was, you know, one was a lover of his at one point in time. And just, you know, telling him, he said, I was at the end of my road at one point and, you know, I was in the hospital. I was real sick. I thought the end was coming, although I didn't want it to come. I thought the end was coming, and but I got a new lease on life, and he said, you know, I, I really had to find, you know, other things. He said, when I got a rehab, I had to find other things because I'm getting too old for the ballroom, and and Ricky talking about someone, well, yeah, I'm getting too old for the ballroom too, and 
Pray tells like, look, you are not getting too old. You're too young to be talking about you getting too old for the ballroom. You just need some renewed spirit. Because Ricky, at this point, Ricky said he's almost 30. And um, pray tell, I think at this point, he's in his 60s, I think. Is he in his 60s? I can't remember. But anyway, he's up there in age uh, uh, at this point on the show. So anyway, um, you know, pray tell introduces Ricky to this uh, men's choir. I think they're all uh, I think they're all gay. And, um, they, you know, they sound really nice. He talks about, you know, the ones that are turned around representing the ones that we have lost. And the few that's facing the audience are the ones that, you know, still here with us and all that good stuff. Um, you know, it was good to introduce Ricky to another outlet. You know, um, I'm guessing that things as far as being on the road and remember he was supposed to go and be on the road with Janet Jackson. I don't know if that ever happened. Like I said, I'm not sure about the time span uh, of what we're dealing with here, but it, you know, it was, I was really happy to see Praytel being in his element. You know, he loves to sing and now Ricky is doing the same thing. So we got that going along and then we get to a point of, um, you know, Pray Tell wants to um, do this ball. And um, I'm trying to remember because <laughs> I know they do the ball. Um, well, before we get to the ball, let me, let me say this. Everything's going great for everyone. And then Ricky gets sick. Well, he's not sick, but he's he is showing um, he got a lesion on his chest. And so pray tell, you know, he has this look on his face and he's pretty upset because Ricky should be a part of this trial as well. So he goes and he talks to Sandra Bernhardt who lets us know that she's really tired of, she's burnt out working on the AIDS floor with these adults. She said it's just, it has for so many years, you know, that's been her job. And she is really has grown depressed and want to do something slightly different, but still in the field of nursing. But dealing with these AIDS parents, I, I can only imagine how, uh, how it has taken a toll on her mentally. So, like I said, you know, Praytel is talking to her and everything and um, spoke to Blanca. And it looks like they're trying to make this more accessible to, of course, to more, more patients. And, you know, Blanca and um, her, her boyfriend was like, they're not letting anybody else on, in the trial. It's closed off. And Praytel is pissed off. You know, he's like, you know, we get in the trial and now we have to deal with survivor's remorse because so many people need these drugs and they're not giving it to them. And that really pissed off everyone. You know, now they need to do some protesting, which they did. They did a protest. They want, you know, again, healthcare and the, the, the access to these drugs to help this community because it's really sad how they're being treated. Again, another testament to the, the poor treatment of, you know, uh, my, uh, minorities, you know, uh, uh, people who are trans and people who are gay and all of that who are suffering with this disease. And they, you know, like 
AZT was not helping across the board, from my understanding. Um, it actually sped up the process to AIDS from going to HIV positive to going into full-blown AIDS. So ACT was not the answer. And they had this cocktail. They would, A lot of people that they showed were doing well with the cocktail. So um, I was just a little remiss at to how they just, you know, they just didn't care. So they're doing this protesting and everything. And while we're dealing with that, we're also going to, um, Pratel wants to do like one last ball, you know, you know, he's, he's not going to be active in the ball scene, but he does want to do like a good, you know, like give them the show, let them know, like we are the legends of the ball, him and Blanca. They want to do this big show um, because, you know, the scene is changing. He's not emceeing anymore. I don't know if the rest of the MC council is emceeing because when I saw the stage, I didn't see any of them on the stage either. So again, they're talking and the way Fraytel was speaking to Blanca at you know, they put on their makeup for their before, you know, getting themselves together. And he's to me, everything that he was saying was like everything had become final. And everything, like he said, um, I've done most of the things I really wanted to do. I've accomplished so much. And even though my name isn't on the labels in different stores, it's okay. You know, people are going to remember me. We are legends. Everything about this particular conversation with Blanca was final. It, it, it just felt really final. And, you know, I just noticed that his tune, had, you know, his tone had changed. And um, it just didn't seem like the, the pre-tale that we had seen for the first you know, you know, two seasons or even to the beginning of this season. They get out there, they being him and Blanca, they do a performance to, um, uh, they mimic the performance, so to speak, if you will, of Diana Ross in Central Park, 1983, when it was raining, they, they playing, they lip sync into Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Well, I don't know if that's the name of the song, but you know what song I'm talking about. It was amazing. They had all these, you know, they danced and they sing in the rain and they got the, well, they, you know, they got the rain, the water going, they got the fans going. The performance was, this is the best I've seen Blanca perform to date. Now, I know she don't walk the balls, but this performance, honey, she's spinning, she death dropping, she doing it. They were all in. I totally enjoyed this performance. It was, it was like, they they cemented they had already cemented themselves as being legends in the ballroom. Now keep in mind, I don't know how much time has passed between the night of this performance and the last time Praytel and Ricky had that conversation where he's you know Ricky is you know uh, disclosed that he has you know showed he has a lesion on his chest. I don't know, so it seemed like from what I'm gathering, a few months have gone past and. Uh, which is important to note, okay, that that that's something that you need to remember. So, okay, we move forward that night, you know, um, Pretel is outside and, you know, he's talking to Blanca and her boyfriend and Ricky and all of that. And, and um, Blanca, Blanca was like, we're going to have a dinner um, the next Friday. And, you know, Pretel was like, okay, I'll come over and all of that. Ricky said, I'll be over there tomorrow um, to Pretel's house. And he was like, okay, cool. And it's just the way that Pretel was looking around, looking at them. 
you, again, we got this ominous feeling that the end was coming near. Pretel goes home. He plays a song by Aretha Franklin. I forget the name of it. Um, he takes off his makeup and he just looks like he's ready to be at peace. Like he has come to peace with himself and with everyone else. He turns off the light. He blows out the candles. He walks to his bedroom and, you know, he got the white robe on and it's flowing in the hallway. And I, to me, that I, I just put out there with the white robe, it seemed like he was on his staircase to heaven. That's the impression I got with the robe at the end. Uh, it's white and it's flowing like he's on his way up. It shows the next day. Ricky comes over and uh, he's saying, hey, pray tell what's going on. What's tea? What's happening? You know, I told you I was coming over and he could look down the hall. He see pray tell still in bed. He was like, oh, man, he's still in bed. He walks down the hall and when he gets to the door, the bedroom door, he notices Pretel is not asleep. Well, he is asleep. Permanent sleep. He, you know, calls, you know, he's trying to do CPR, he's trying to get Pretel to breathe. Pretel apparently had a heart attack because he's laying there, his eyes open, mouth open. He had a heart attack. And he called, you know, Ricky calls the um for the ambulance. Um, and he's holding Pretel in his arm, crying, you know, you gotta wake up. And we we can see that it was over. Pretel had passed on. We get to the hospital, and Sandra Bernhardt is telling Blanca that she needs to run to the front desk. Ricky's there. I guess she done found out about Pretel, but she didn't tell Blanca that. She, Blanca goes to uh to Ricky, and Ricky, you know, tells her you know, they did all they could, but they, you know, Pretel didn't make it. It was sad. I play at this point, I'm crying, right? We see them at dinner. So I guess Pretel, I guess they had did a ceremony for Pretel. Like I said, maybe a few days, maybe a weekend went past at this point. And, you know, everybody, the house evangelist is there. Um, Blanca's boyfriend is there. Sandra Barnhart, she's there. And they all, you know, dressed in black. So I'm guessing like this is after maybe a service for Pretel. And, you know, they're talking and... Um, the important part, one of the more important parts of the conversation was when Ricky is talking about, you know, Blanca noticed how Ricky is looking, you know, better and stronger and ever before. And he said, well, you know, um, I've been going to Pretel's house. He said he got the hookup with um, a doctor on this clinical trial and he got some extra pills. And I've been taking the same pills that Pretel's been taking. And Sandra was like, wait a minute, hold up. Mm-mm. They're not giving out no extra pills on this critical trial. Please understand, they are being very careful and counting every pill closely. So there ain't nobody getting no extra pills. And it was at that point that Ricky realized that Pretel had stopped taking the pills and was giving the pills to him. And, you know, it, that was hard. Everybody's like, oh, my, Pretel, you know, decided that, I guess, it was more important that this young man move forward his life. Pretella did all, lived his life to the fullest, and he was ready to go. So, because um, Blanca's boyfriend was like, you know, Pretel died from, he had inflammation of the heart, whatever. And he said, it, that doesn't happen overnight. So, that was into Pretel. In the second part of the show, we kind of look at life after Pretel. Blanca, you know, has him come over to Pretel's apartment. 
to give out. Remember those lockets? You know, he wanted, you know, to, you know, be cremated and have, you know, the ashes put in all these lockets and to keep so that everybody that he was close to can have a piece of him around and all of that good stuff. Then she read a letter uh, about what he thought and, you know, his last words and thoughts for everybody else. Um, you know, Electra, the, the MC Council, Poppy and Angel, you know, Ricky, all of them. We also get to see Freetail's mom again in this episode and, you know, um, her and Blanca get a chance to talk and, you know, all that good stuff, which was great. You know, the second part was, like I said, life after, like this is now we into 1998. And uh, it appears as though there is, you know, the House of Evangelista is still going. Blanca is the grandmother um, of the house. And, you know, we got one last request for Pretel. Well, it wasn't a request. It was what Blanca felt that Pretel would love. And that is taking the, the rest of his ashes and dumping it, you know, in front of one of the, um, you know, uh, people that work for the government or whatever in, in front of their home, just to let them know that, hey, look, we got to do something. They're still protesting and we still want these medications and everything to be given to these people of color. They need it. They're dying. Help us out. So that was really good to see. Um, we also kind of get a little glimpse into uh, the ladies who lunch type situation. They, they walk in because at this point, Sex in the City is on, I believe it was HBO. So Sex in the City is out and everybody's talking about Cosmos and the way that Electra Blanca, Lulu and Angel walking down the street, just like the ladies from Sex in the City. They go into this nice restaurant. They're talking about the show of Sex in the City and how they don't have any black people on there and they love to drink Cosmos. And Electra is totally like, girl, I don't, first of all, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't have TVs in my house. So I don't, I don't know anything about this show. I'm not letting this show dictate how we're supposed to, what we're supposed to eat, what we're supposed to drink. She said, I, she ordered her, I think a Jack Daniels or something like that. Or John, was it Johnny Walker or was it Jack Daniels? Either a scotch. I think she ordered some kind of scotch, blue label, whatever it is. And she ordered the rest of the ladies that. And it was cool. They all talked about what they do in their lives. Lulu is working at a bank and she's over in the tax center now. You know, she's going to school to be a tax accountant. Angel is a stay-at-home mom, and she's loving it, loving it. Um, she said, though, Papa, Poppy is, you know, getting her back out there, so she's going to be on a campaign about some kind of hairspray for girls with really thick, curly hair like us. Uh, Electra is now getting into <laughs> – Electra is going – she's still in the sex business, and she's dealing – what is she doing? Webcams? They're, I don't know. She said the, the phone sex thing was popular, and it was great, and it was hitting. But now she's doing, she said, the next popular thing now is the whole webcam situation. Child, Electra is the forever hustler. Uh, you know, Blanca has graduated and she is now a certified nurse and she works at a different hospital uh, at this point in time, which is cool. She, she's at a different hospital. She goes and she visits Sandra Bernhardt's character and uh, Sandra's now working in NICU. She's up there working in NICU with the baby. She said, I just need to feel like when people, when I come to work, you know, people are full of life and I just need to feel the the, the goodness because I've been dealing with, you know, the, the AIDS patients for so many years. So this feels good. She seems to be, you know, in a better state of mind because she was, you know, it got to her. She was getting depressed. Um, we do have a ball at the end. It's the new 
improve, well, I can say improve, but the next generation of the House Evangelista. And uh, we see the new people. Ricky is the father of the house, interestingly enough. I'm like, okay, Ricky's the father, Blanca the grandmother. And, you know, they're talking about what's important and what we stand for and, you know, all that good stuff. They get out there, they walk. Blanca is given her legendary award of Mother of the Year or whatever from Miss Electra herself. It was great. It, it was really good to see the baton being passed and all of that really good stuff. And, uh, oh, Blanca did mention that Damon is living in Chicago and has a boyfriend who owns a lot of dance studios and Damon is teaching at those dance studios. So that was good. They threw in Damon in there. And that really was it. You know, that was that was that's for the, the most part the whole episode. And and um I didn't expect it to I did expect Praytel to pass away. I did expect that. I thought that uh Electra was gonna get locked up because she's dealing with the mob. Um, I did think Angel was going to get back into modeling. I was expecting that. And Blanca, I knew she was going to become a nurse. I knew that was coming. I, I thought that she was going to get engaged, but that didn't happen. But yeah, that is Pose. Um, I'll come back with, you know, questions and, you know, that I get from this review. I know I didn't hit every single detail, but just know, you know, um, we've come a long way in this world and um, there's still more work to be done. Thank you very much.